Speak, O Lord, till your church is built. Hasn't finished yet. It's still in process. And at that point, and the earth is filled with your glory. Again, can you conceive such a day? Uh, Prophesied in the Old Testament, the earth shall be filled with the glory of God as the waters cover the sea. There's going to be a time like that where it's just God and his glory and uh, people following eagerly after him and uh, being in rich communion with each other and with him. No more tears, no more pain, no more suffering. And we're working towards that great day. But we're still works in progress and so we need occasions such as this to be under the word of God together uh, ministered to by the Holy Spirit who inspired this particular word for us. It's quite a brief book, um, not a lot that we need to to take in and yet mind-boggling truths are revealed here to us. Well, the first 11 chapters are all about the grace of God and the gospel, and we can say, wow, this is truly, truly amazing. The depths of the mercy of, of God are beyond finding out, and uh, we can admire and we wonder at the great truths of the gospel. Then we come to chapter 12, and it's, uh, hold on here, folks, and uh, now we have to apply the truth of the gospel to our lives in the light of such mercy, then we must offer ourselves as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable to God, which is our reasonable service or spiritual worship or the logical conclusion of the gospel is I give myself to him, not to merit heaven. That's chapters 1 to 11. I can't. He's done it all for me but in glad, loving response. It's a sad thing that the apostle has to be inspired by the Spirit to say, I beseech you, brethren, that you would do this. Really, we ought to be gladly doing that, but we feebly struggle. They in glory shine. If they can see us, I don't know. They're saying, come on, come on. We wish we'd done more. But God accepts even the faintest service that we can give to him, but we ought to give him everything. And so that's the start of chapter 12. Those uh, first two verses, something of a heading, in the light of the gospel, offer yourselves. I can't offer you. You can't offer me. Uh, I can speak here as the pastor and try and give exhortations. Well, there'll be folks listening who'll say, well, that's what you think, mate. I'm not going to move. All right, I can do nothing about that. I'm responsible for my heart. I must give an account for how I've responded to the gospel. And you too must give an account one day as to how you have responded. But may it be that we hear the voice of God, for that is who he's speaking tonight. If I faithfully open up the word, it's not me and my opinions. And we ignore or bypass the injunctions God gives us and our peril we don't make any progress and the church is hindered unless we respond to him wholeheartedly how do I offer myself well the first uh, little section in Romans 12 after that uh, headline of verses 1 and 2 uh, talks about serving him by using our gifts that Jesus Christ has given gifts to every one of his blood-bought 
children, verses 3 to 8. There's the comparison, the analogy here with the body. The body has a head uh, and there's the body and there are many parts and yet all serve, serve one great function. Um, my head is thinking now, I'd like to move across to this side of the pulpit. So there are lots of things happening and I don't understand what's happening. It's quite an amazing complexity of things. As a child, as a baby, I couldn't do it. Things had to develop and neurons had to grow and connections had to be made. And then I'm going to wander back over. How's this happening? Well, I know my legs are moving, but things are happening deep within. There's a, a unity about this body. If something goes wrong, neurological problems then I might want to get from here to there, but there's a problem. There's something stopping the signals. We feebly struggle. The head and the body, so it is with Christ and the church. Christ the head, here's the body. Many parts, but one great aim. The glory of God. The fulfilling of his purposes and his great plan. And in that great plan of God, he's going to use the body to bring about his eternal purposes here on earth. And we all have gifts. So if there's a title for tonight, because we thought about the gifts last Sunday evening, uh, it would be, how do I know my gift or my gifts? Well, what are mine? What are, what are yours? And just a few little things to say leading up to how I discover what my gifts are. First of all, Every true believer has gifts from Jesus Christ. If you're sat there here tonight or there at home thinking, well, I don't think I have any gifts, that's completely wrong. If you are a Christian, the only reason you wouldn't have any spiritual gifts is if you're not yet saved. But at that point where you're saved, God, through Jesus Christ, invests in you, a gift or a gift. It's more likely to be gifts. Every true believer has gifts from Jesus Christ. We can prove that by the analogy he's using here. We are part of his body. <laughs> if I'm a part of his body, obviously, I have a function. Now, some parts of Christ's body uh, function in a more obvious way. Um, yet we all have a function. Some are more obvious. I suppose a pastor is more obvious and he's functioning in the life of a church or an elder or a deacon. Think about the upfront obvious gifts and functions of the body. A YPF leader, you might think, well, and what do you do? Well, I, I lead the YPF and we sort of think it computes. Oh, I understand that. Oh, there's a gift. What a lovely gift to be able to relate to young people. Quite a tough group to relate to. They're quite unforgiving, really. Uh, but to be able to have a gift to relate to young people and communicate truth to them, lovely. Uh, what do you do? Oh, I lead the men's meetings in the church. Well, I understand that. Yeah, oh, I can see he's got a gift. And these are upfront things. And uh, we've already learned that who's going to be leading the ladies' breakfast this uh, Sunday, this Saturday morning. And you say, oh, well, there's, a, there's an obvious gift it's up front and it's there and it's, it's obvious and so my arms and my eyes and my my legs um, are, are more obvious 
And yet there are other gifts within the body that are unseen. And yet they are no less vital. They're quiet. They're background. They're the oil in the machine, as it were. I just think now, when, you, when we get back up and, up and open and functioning fully here in the chapel, you know, when you come on a Sunday morning, you go through the back room, you see tables set out. And gee, I, I wonder if people think about how that happens. Do the tables just unfold themselves like uh, bed knobs and broomsticks and place themselves on the floor and, uh, and a, a tablecloth goes over and uh, things just... No, 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 somebody's been working. You didn't see it. It's not that obvious. But what a vital gift. You don't see much of my blood. Well, I thank God for my blood. You'll see my arms and my legs and my eyes and my ears. You can see my elbows tonight So I've got a short sleeve shirt on. But you don't see my blood. But how wonderful, how marvelous to have blood going through my veins and quietly working and enabling me to make a, a thought and to move off to the right here without blood. I couldn't do And lungs, you don't see my lungs. Are you thankful for lungs? You didn't know you were breathing. You know you're breathing. Now take a breath. You're suddenly aware of uh, breathing and how wonderful that is. Beautiful, beautiful works that go on in the background in the body of Christ. Somebody baked a cake. Now, I might make an effort at that. I think, I hope, I hope, I believe by faith. And I thank God I'm better at preaching than baking cakes. But some of you better stick to baking cakes. But what a gift. What a gift. And you took it, to, you baked it, you thought of somebody, laid on your heart, you baked it, you saw their need, you took it, you delivered it. And with a cheery smile, you visited, you, you left them with that cake and a word of encouragement. Those, those quiet gifts. And sometimes we can despair and think, well, why did I bother? And who, who knows? And who, who knew anyway? Well, you knew. And we don't do it to get glory for ourselves anyway. Um, I don't know how much feedback you get for your gifts. I, I don't get a great deal of feedback from mine as, as the pastor. I don't particularly seek it. I heard a quotation from Mr. Spurgeon recently. Uh, a lady after a service said, Oh, Mr. Spurgeon, what a marvellous sermon. Yes, said Mr. Spurgeon. The devil told me that as I came down the pulpit steps earlier. Yeah, he'd, he'd like us to... Uh, it's all to his glory, because if I can do anything, it's all by his grace anyway. What am I? What are you? Servants, we should be willing uh, servants. Who, who knows? The obvious gift, or if I had an obvious gift, I'd be appreciated. I don't think any different. And I'm not looking for compliments. I'm telling you the way things actually are. If nobody says thank you to you, there's not many say thank you to me. Right? Just to have an obvious gift and up front, it's all glory to God. And I don't want any pride in my life and you don't want any in your life. But I tell you who notices most of all, and that's the one who we serve. And he's taking notes. And the day will reveal it. And here it is, Matthew 25. For I was hungry 
and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. We've had new folks coming in. What a gift to welcome people. A couple at the farm church this afternoon. They've been twice, two or three times now in in the service here. I was a stranger, you welcomed me in. I was naked, you clothed me. I was sick, you visited me. I was in prison, you came to me. Then the righteous will answer saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you a drink? And when did we see you a stranger and welcome you or naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will answer them, truly I say to you, as you did it for one of the least of these, my brothers, you did it to me. So you took that cake and they didn't even say thank you. There's a day coming. It won't be forgotten. It has not been forgotten. And if you bake the cake and took it, I'm sorry to hanker on about the cakes, but, uh, but if you did bake the cake and take it around hoping for a thank you and you got a thank you, then Jesus says, well, that's your reward. That's why you did it. They said thank you and you got it. That was your reward. But if you did it with Christ in view, If they said thank you, if they didn't say thank you, it's irrelevant because Jesus will say thank you on that great day and you will be amazed. Oh, we all have gifts and uh, the day will reveal how we've used those gifts. So the analogy of the head and the body shows that we all have gifts And the scripture itself, the Bible tells us that we all have gifts. 1 Corinthians 12, just earlier on from the passage I read this evening, 1 Corinthians 12 verse 4. Now there are varieties of gifts but the same spirit. And there are varieties of service but the same Lord. There are varieties of activities but the same God who empowers them all in everyone to, now here's the thing, to each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. So away with that thought, I don't have a gift. Yes, you do. Of course you do. If you're a Christian, here is again, to each, brackets one, is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. Well, that leads me on to my second point. All gifts are not for self, but for others. Each one is given a gift for the common good. Now, you benefit, but only as in, in so much as you're part of the body. So the gift that you have is for me, and the gift that I have is for you. It's for me too. So here I am preaching. I hope it's to your benefit and to your edification, but it's also to mine. <laughs> And so I find myself listening and new things strike me and my heart is is warmed and I'm challenged by things because preacher and hearer alike, we're all under the same word. But my gift is not for me, but it's for the body as as a whole. Um, And that is clear from, again, from the scriptures. But let's move rapidly on. And most of all, of course, every gift that we have is to the glory 
uh, of God. Whatever you do in word or deed, you do it all to the glory of God. Whatever you did for others, the least of these, my brethren, you did it also for me. So we all have gifts. The gifts that we have are not primarily for self. I'm included, but only as I'm part of the body. So they're for others. They're for also for me, but they're for the body as uh, a whole, and they're to be used to the glory of God. And then this next point is very, very brief. They must be used. The gifts that we have must be used. Romans 12 and verse 6. Having gifts that differ according to the grace given us, let us use them. If prophecy, in proportion to our faith, prophesy. If service, in our serving. If you're a teacher, then teach. If you're an exhorter, then exhort. If you contribute, well, contribute. If you lead, do it zealously. So once you know what your gift is, it must be used. It must be used. Another point, just quickly. Gifts will differ in degree. So the same gift in me. So my gift is not unique. Many people have a gift to preach. Let's, take the, let's forget the baking the cake. Let's go on to being a, a preacher. Um, the power of the talents. This man gets, he's, he's got one talent. Another has two. Another has five. It's the same material. It's a gold coin. One has one. Well, use it. One has two. Use them. One has five. Use them. It's the same, the same gift. It's got to be used. But here's a man, and, uh, well, yeah, he, he can teach the Bible, and his spirit's uh, anointed, and uh, he serves in, uh, I don't know, I don't want to caricature things. It's a little village situation, and uh, he, he's there for 40 years, and, um, you know, it's, it's, it's faithful. Here's a man, he, he has, he's the two-talent preacher, and uh, oh, occasionally he might get asked to go to the Aberystwyth Conference for a, be one of the speakers one night. And, uh, and that's, that's, look, he goes in fear and trepidation. He's a two-talent man. He's in the, the medium sort of a church. Maybe he's in the, the suburbs of Cardiff, I, I don't know. And, uh, and he preaches for 21 years in that particular fellow. Maybe it was 33 years. And uh, he's a two-talent man. He uses his... His gifts. And then there's one. Here he is. And it's no glory to him. God gave him five talents. We can't be proud about it. He doesn't look down on the man with one or the man with two. He wouldn't look up to the guy with ten if there were a ten-talent preacher. But he's often at conferences and he's the main speaker and he goes internationally and he's used. And I hope it doesn't go to his head because uh, he'll get no reward in heaven if it did. <laughs> but talents can differ in their degree as well as in what they are, then the degree of those gifts. And here it is again in Romans 12 and verse 4. For as one body we have many members, and members do not all have the same function. So we, though, are many, are one body in Christ, individually members of one another. Having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them. If prophecy in proportion to our faith. So there's a matter of degree 
here that God distributes these gifts and there are degrees of gift that are given. Ephesians chapter 4, let me give another example here, I think it's a little bit clearer. Ephesians 4 and verse 7, but grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. So there's a gift and God gives it in different measure to different individuals. Some people, let's get back to cakes. Now I can bake a cake, but I'm a one talent cake baker. Looking around, I can see a five talent cake baker here. I don't want to look too too closely, uh, but we, we use our gifts and they're to the glory of, of God. If I baked a cake, you'd say, well, that's, thank you, it's nice. Others bake it, wow, wow, that is awesome. So there's some preliminaries now that the question then, what is my gift and what are my gifts? How can I discern what my gifts are? Well, number one, this is a few points here to make. Number one, I need to assess myself. Number one, assess myself, says the scripture. Here it is, Romans 12 and verse 3. For by the grace given to me, says the apostle, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think of himself with sober judgment, according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. So assess yourself. Uh, Look at yourself with sober judgment. What can I say about me? I need to assess myself. What's my gift? Are you asking that question tonight? Maybe, you know, if we're older believers here, we we pretty much know what our gifts are, don't we? Don't start looking now, Russ. It's too late. You ought to have known what your gifts are. And of course, there it is, and and it's obvious. uh, But some of you at home, and some of you in the chapel... I don't know if you know what your gifts are yet, boys, if you fully understand that. But you do have gifts. And what must you do? Well, number one, you assess yourself with sober, careful judgment. That's number one. And number two, there are lists of gifts given in the Scriptures. Uh, And so I need to look at those lists. I think there are 27 uh, they, they tell me. If you count them up, some differ. Some say, well, slightly more, some slightly less. But there are these lists of gifts, 1 Corinthians 12, Romans 12, Ephesians chapter 4. It's good to have a look at those. You will find, by and large, they fall into two major categories. And I've alluded to this already. There will be the upfront seen and obvious gifts that are vital. And there will be the background, secret, unseen gifts that are equally vital. Those two great divisions. Then I'd say there are three broad categories as you work through those lists of gifts given of the 27. There are gifts that are broadly speaking, speaking gifts. And they are obviously going to be upfront and obvious because they're speaking gifts. They're to a congregation, a small group. They're to... Now we can use broadcasts, we can go on to YouTube and do podcasts, but they're, they're speaking uh, gifts, so we have prophecy and teaching and uh, pastoring and uh, exhorting, they're speaking gifts. Then there's another broad category of leadership gifts, the gift of uh, oversight and governing, 
and administration. Uh, how vital that is. Uh, the gift of wisdom. I mean, we had an elders meeting on Monday. An interesting time we, we had. And here was the question, one of the questions we discussed. And, uh, oh, it was interesting discussion. Should we sing on a Sunday? Well, what do you think? We could have a show of hands. Legislation says you could. The advice says you shouldn't. Doesn't say you can't. So, and different churches are looking at this. And today, some churches will have been singing. All have had masks on still. Windows open, doors open, mitigating risks. Other churches, quite rightly, have said, well, we think here we'll be a little bit more cautious and we don't look down on the one or on the other. And we've come to a collective eldership decision that at the moment we don't sing. I know what you think about that. I'm not going to tell you what I think about that. I have an opinion, but that's for me to know and not for you to know. But eventually we'll come to a position where we will, oh, I trust we will. We're going to sing again, aren't we? But we need men of wisdom and a gift of wisdom. And, uh, well, these are leadership gifts. And they are seen. So a pastor, a teacher, a group leader, a class leader, we, we, we thought about these uh, already. And then there are the, the broad category, number three, of, of service, serving. One of the gifts is, is listed in this, with this, the gift of helps. Well, that's what a gift that is. Oh, I'm just a, a helper. Whoa! I've got a helper. She's my wife. She's a help meet, a helper suitable to me. And 41 years coming up. And uh, I've known her be, before that as well. And uh, what, what a, oh, I'm just a, I'm just a help meet. Whoa, what? No, I, I need help. And plenty of people need help in the life. of What a gift to be able to help people. What a gift. And do you have that disposition? So as you're assessing yourself, do you like people? You know, some people just don't like people. And they're, they're more academics. They're in ivory tower somewhere. And uh, best stuck in, in the ivory tower may, may be. But they're just not, don't have those people. Don't put them on the door. But some people are just those bright and breezy, lovely, sunny disposition. And uh, just gift of helps. Lovely. It's just one. Mercy, gift of mercy. Giving. Hospitality. Encouraging. Service. So in this, perhaps you can play a musical instrument. Uh, play it to the common good and the glory of God. And we've got to get away. I'm, I'm leaving soon, so I can say things. Got to get away from just having a keyboard. What, what about all these multi-talented folks we got who can play to the glory uh, of God? Shouldn't be for myself. The, the organist can suffer from pride as, as well. But to play an instrument to the glory of God, to sing to the glory of, of God, to be good at IT to the glory of God. Now, that wouldn't have been pertinent in the first century, but today it is. To be a techie to the glory uh, of God. Yeah, I don't, I, I couldn't do this. They, they look real. So, oh, I won't tell you if they are or not, all right? 
I've touched them, I've come to a conclusion. But uh, probably you can't, you can't tell from where you're sitting. You probably guess they haven't changed much week by week. They've changed with the seasons, but uh, I can't do that. But I know somebody who, who can. And it's back, they didn't just appear there. Well, they did, as far as you're concerned, but somebody put them there, didn't they? Somebody put them there. It's a gift, and people comment. They say, oh, and I like the flower display. And uh, somebody, and bake, well, back to baking cakes. Having an open home, the gift of hospitality. Uh, giving lifts to people. Now, that's a gift that's been curtailed during lockdown, but uh, pretty soon it should open up again. The gift of being able to visit and encourage, welcoming, fawning, fixing, greeting, all these backgrounds. The gift of helps and service. The gift of having a smiling face. Some people have got just naturally sad faces. Right? Others have got smiley faces. And then there's a spiritual gift of having that joy overflowing. The gift of being able to research things. And to procure things, administration, cleaning. Again, that's a lovely gift. I, I don't know, I think, I think I've got that gift as well. I think it's one of the gifts I inherited. Well, a natural gift from my mum. She was very clean and tidy and he's got its home. Don't, doesn't live there. Ooh, where does it live? There, and I, I, I understood that. We had the grandchildren round the last uh, couple of days. And um, wow, it's like a bomb hits the garden and all over the place and... Uh, yeah, everything's got a home. It's got to go back into its home again. Cleaning. So all these, these gifts are there. Look at them. Study them. Then ask yourself, next thing, ask yourself, what am I good at? And what do I enjoy doing? Good questions to ask. And then, fourthly, ask others. What do you think? I've been challenged by that message. I'm thinking it through. What do you think? Ask your pastor, ask the elders, ask your wife, ask your husband. Wives, I find, are very honest. Well, mine is anyway. And initially, I disagree with her, but then I come round to thinking that well, perhaps she was right. Well, she was right. Um, ask a good friend who knows you well. If you really are burdened about it and you're concerned, what is my gift? They will help. And then fifthly, try. You look through, you're assessing, you're thinking, I wonder, I do enjoy it. Try, volunteer, do things. Bake the cake, take it round. Visit somebody, phone, email, and then you get the feedback. That was really helpful what you did. I didn't think I'd do. Oh, what a welcome visit that was. I'll do it again. I'll do it again. Testing things, volunteering and then sixthly, use it. Once you've found what your gift is, you must use it. Again, back to Romans 12 and verse 6. Having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them. Let us use them. We must use them. And if we don't use them, the body is hampered. If I'm an arm and I'm not functioning as an arm, then the church is one-armed. Or if there's two arms that decide they're not going to function, then we are an, an armless church. And if we're a leg, and that leg's not going to be used, we're going to be hopping around. And it's obvious then, the church looks odd. It's not in balance. It's limping uh, uh, along. 
or it's short of, of, of breath or whatever it might be. The gifts must be used to the glory of God and for the common good of all people. So, coming to a conclusion then. There's a lovely section in um, Tim Keller's commentary on Romans. And he gets through the whole book of Romans in two volumes. This is chapters 8 through to 16. But uh, at the end of uh, this section on, on the gift, he's got a really helpful little checklist on how, again, discerning your gifts, it's called. And he's got three points. I had five. Or, no, he's got four. I had five. But it's saying the same sorts of things. I would encourage you to get a good commentary such as this and to use it and to read through. The final point I'd make on, on gifts then and discerning them and using them any gift I have must be used with, with grace. It's got to be used with grace. Why I went on into chapter 13 of 1 Corinthians, get into chapter 13. Now I will show you a more excellent way. If I'm the greatest five-talent preacher uh, ever around but have not love, on the day, it's going to be embarrassing. And the, the one-talent preacher getting his rewards... And the five-talent preacher just getting his rebukes because he was an arrogant man. And he was gifted, but he wasn't using the grace of God. He'll get into heaven, but by the skin of his teeth, by the grace of God, that's how we all get in. But on that great day, there are rewards, there are rebukes. Read about them in, in the Bible. We can never lose heaven, we don't lose the joy, but there is a great assessment on that day. And I must use my gifts with the grace of of the Spirit, and seeking love above all others. Well, I hope that's a, a helpful outline. How do I assess my gifts? Give it some thought. I expect lots of emails and people knocking on my door. Can I hurt, Sophia? How can I help? Coming out of lockdown, I feel I want to try this particular area. Let me have a door-to-door -door work, an open air, whatever it might be. More people baking more cakes. Yeah, that, that's, that's great. So, uh, lovely. Service, help, giving, giving lifts, just quietly getting it. Don't have to come through me. Just quietly getting on and using your gift to the glory of God. And if you are the ivory tower type, then write some lovely articles that will warm the cockles of our hearts and uh, get them out there and uh, use the gift that God has given to you. And we don't magnify one over another, we're all part of the body. It's about finding my place. Don't try and fit a square peg in a round hole. Understand your shape and fit yourself into that particular hole and be content and use it with grace to the glory of God. Let's pray. Father, thank you for a brief time in your word. Thank you for the gifts that you've showered upon your people. You didn't have to use us, but this is the way, according to the eternal counsels of God, that the Lord Jesus Christ will use his body here on earth to bring about the great purposes of Almighty God. And we pray that we will be content and overjoyed to play our parts, each one in his place, for the common good and to the glory of God. Help us to assess and to know what our gifts are and then to use them. To God be the glory we pray. Amen.